so vain I'm pretty sure this song is about me I'm so vain Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you, don't you Oh, today is Saturday, June 6, 2020 My name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of this Joe Batanz right here at Thought Media. Today we're going to be talking very interesting day. It, it actually highlights sort of my regrets about this Joe Batanz during the coronavirus because I actually went places today. I actually did things and now I have stuff to talk about right here on this Joe Batanz right here on Afterthought Media. Like I said at the top of the show, I'm trying to be mute here from my back. Where I'm actually in a recliner. My name is this. My name is Joe Batanz, and it's this Joe Batanz right here on Afterthought Media. Uh, I gotta. T- I don't know if this is gonna work. I'm gonna have to go back to where I was. I don't. I, I, the sound might be different. Like I'm too far from the mic. Maybe I'm not. Anyway, uh, like I said, today's March 6th, 2020. And I actually did stuff today. I'm back in my regular chair right here, but I don't know if that's the smartest thing for my back. Uh, but it's only a 20-minute show. We should be fine. Um, okay, so today we woke up, you know, so... Oh, no, you know what we have to talk about, actually. A lot of this is going to be about my back, okay? And my back's in varying degrees of pain. So yesterday, you know, I did the first response, and... I thought it was a very funny first response, but I'm going to tell you the entire time I was doing that show, I was in excruciating pain, excruciating, like I was in so much pain, which you would think, well, if you're in so much pain, why did the show go 10 minutes longer than you wanted it to? I think there was this guilt thing where I was like, I don't know how to explain it, where I wanted to give a good show because I was in pain I didn't want to let on how much pain I was in, so I was trying to be extra funny. I don't know how successful it was. I remember thinking it was very funny, but I was definitely doing it through gritted teeth. Gritted teeth. Um, and so when I ended the first response, now my mom and dad had some people over because it socially distanced, of course, because it was her birthday, and so they were sitting outside and with masks on and whatnot for my mom's birthday. And I... um came out of the office and I when I got out of the chair for the first response I could barely walk and every move I made I was grunting because I was in so much pain I was like oh oh right and like I was punched over like an old hunchback man you know and I just I was just in a lot in a lot of pain so I immediately eased my way downstairs I got some medicine and I need to eat as eight hundred mil. One of the medicine pills I had to take was eight hundred milligrams of ibuprofen, which they highly suggest you take with food, or it could really hurt your stomach, especially if you're prone to stomach problems. And I am, so I had to eat some food, even though I wasn't particularly hungry, so I could take this medicine. And I begged my my parents were like, you know, the people were going to leave. They thought they were they felt bad. I'm like, no, 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 stay. I asked them to turn the hot tub on, 
And and this is where you know my privilege comes in because I have a hot tub. I don't know what people who who are poor who have back problems and don't have hot tubs can do, because once the the, the t- I was in so much pain, and I take I took some medicine, I took the Flexerol, I took the ibuprofen, and and that takes a while to kick in. And they all probably happen around the same time. The Flexerol and ibuprofen probably kicked in around the same time that um, the spa was heated up enough. And I got in, and oh man, it's just it was like instant relief because you know I, I'm telling you I'm aware that a lot of this is related to my weight. Thank God we're doing this fat camp. You know it, what's sort of funny is the catch twenty two of it all is that I need to lose weight so that my back so I just feel better. Not just my back feels better, but that I feel better. So, but the the paradox is. That in order, so I need to lose weight. I need to I need to lose weight so my back feels better. But in order to lose weight, one of the components besides eating correctly is also exercise. And I can't exercise because my back hurts because I'm too fat, and so my back hurts. It's a whole big cycle that we're going to break, you know, very soon. And um, and, yeah, I just realized there's so many days we didn't cover. Uh, but let's go backwards and then we'll go forward. Uh, so, um, I was in a, a tremendous amount of pain, went in the hot tub, instant relief because I was obviously more buoyant. I was able to stretch a lot of those muscles out. And when I got out of the hot tub, two, I was in there for two hours. When I got out of the hot tub two hours later, I wasn't free of pain, but it was significantly, it had reduced by, I'm going to say 60 to 70%. Instead of being like a nine or a 10, it was now like at a five which is not 60 to 70%. Oh, four, then five, 50 to 60% then. It was like a four or five when I got up. So then I went to bed. And when I woke up, I was in a little bit of pain, more pain than the night before. Because uh, I think a lot of it has to do with how I sleep. I was, but I, I did, I tried to sleep in the recliner. I was just in here in this office because it's a motorized recliner. So I, I didn't, but I can't sleep on my back. I just can't. And so I just went to bed and I just put on my back brace, went to bed and was very careful about how I slept. And I, when I woke up, I was probably at a six, but that's probably because my body, my muscles were just sore from sleeping. And I looked up a video on YouTube about some stretches you could do. And so I did actually some back stretches and that really helped tremendously. Uh, I did some of those stretches and, and ever since then, my back has been okay. If I sit for too long, my sciatica... I'm sorry, such an old man, but I don't care. Like, such an old man. Actually, I think I'm going to work forward and then go backwards. Does that make sense? Because I, I just want to make sure I get this out of the way. So when I woke up this morning, I was at like a six. I stretched. It probably went down to a four. The sciatica, the muscle that runs down my from my hip to my leg, was really sore at times. But yesterday, it was all over my body or all over my back. My whole back had just tensed up. Uh, today, for the most part, it's been centered around, centered around the sciatica. Anyway, the point I'm getting at is when I was doing Drag Race Recap today, well, no, it even, it even goes back to yesterday, too, because I was in so much pain that when I watched RuPaul's Drag Race, my mind was only really like, I was only 50% on the show. And I didn't take notes because take notes would have been hard on my back because I watched it in bed, which was not very smart, but I did. And... um. And I took notes, and I took notes this morning. I had I watched half yesterday and half today. And then we did the show, 
And I was not in the same amount of pain that I was in the first response, but I was very uncomfortable. I was not, I was not, there would be moments where it was painful, right? And then uh, if you didn't watch the video, you don't know that Lori also hurt her back right before the show. So the two of us were in tremendous pain during the episode. And I'm not sure that I delivered the best episode I could. Uh, I will say we taped the pit crew today, and the pit crew boys know nothing, right? They don't know anything about the show. They don't know anything about me, about the podcast, nothing. And so I was relieved to see that they had a lot of the same opinions that Lori and I covered. Here's what's weird. Here's what happened to me today is I released the episode and like two or three people have quit Patreon since I released the episode. And one of them even wrote on Patreon, I miss Taylor and then quit Patreon, which is for those of you, you know, if you're listening to this Joe Batance, you know, you, I think you've bought into this whole thing and you've listened to me and Laurie and hello uglies. You know that we are, when we are in our element, we are top of the game, right? Today we weren't top of our game because um, of back problems or pain, just physical pain. And uh, I called Lori today and I wanted to re-record the episode because I was I haven't listened yet. I haven't listened. So I'm going to listen to it. Here's the thing, too, for those of you who think it was okay or whatnot. I... I, I got to a place where I've gotten to a place where I don't like to heavily edit the show. So for the most part, except for some very obvious technical mess-ups or someone has to go get water or answer the phone or some something happens, I everything is pretty much as it's taped. But I do know from my history of editing, and I'm actually really good at it, that you can do miraculous things with editing. So I think before I put it on the free public feed, I'm going to go through and edit the show. And perhaps, and message me if you think I should release that edited show on Patreon, uh, it will be a better cut. The other thing, too, is my cousins actually never talked about it on the show, on the pit crew, but during when they were watching the show, they even wrote down something Derek said because they thought it was so funny, where it made no sense to them. And I was thinking oh man i didn't notice it because i wasn't paying as much of attention because i uh was in a lot of pain and wasn't taking notes and it was just like well i watched the show but that was something that i think if i were not in pain i would have noticed and Lori and i would have done a hilarious 10 minutes on Lori has agreed tomorrow to uh come on and we're gonna do those 10 minutes maybe and do it on the show you'll hear it eventually and um, but I'm gonna edit the show, and I, I want to put out the best product possible. I think I wonder. I hope you guys know that I don't like putting out an inferior product. I really don't. I hate it. I hate it more than anything. Putting out an inferior product, and it's bugged me all day. Like it really hurt my feelings that this person said, "I wish Taylor were here," and then quit the show. It really bothered me today, and uh, it probably had nothing to do with me. But to me, like, oh, he heard the episode, thought it was shitty, and he quit Patreon. And so now I'm going to recut the show. Uh, I just tried to rush it out to you guys. Was it that horrible? I don't know. I'm going to listen. I'm going to edit. I'm going to listen to it. Uh, but um, yeah, 
So that was today. Anyway, so then I edited it. I, I mean, I released the episode. Then I, it was time for me to take my medicine again. Because uh, after the show, I was feeling fine. And then I, you know, released, I had a uh, process, a bunch of shows actually. I had a process, uh, the tea, and I had a process, um, drag race recap, and just between us girls, and post them and do all that. And so that was something I did after the show, which is around, because we recorded the show like at noon. So I thought I was going to be on my game. Again, that's a perfect time for me to record a show. And I don't know. I feel really awful and guilty about this. So then uh, when I took my medicine, Flexeril, if you've ever taken Flexeril, it just knocks you on your ass. So I took Flexeril around 2. And by 3 o'clock, I could barely keep my eyes open. So I went to sleep at 3, woke up at 4.45, took a shower, uh, and then went to go to my cousin Philip's house to record the pit crew. Now, Philip is very frightened by coronavirus, okay? And they're actually in the process of redoing the studio with plexiglass, all right? But they didn't get it done by today. And I'm feeling this weird guilt now. He sanitized the entire studio. He sprayed it down. Everything was sprayed down. Everything was sanitized. I still feel guilty. I feel this guilt. Like, even though I know Alex and Philip are being very serious about the coronavirus. I know that they're uh, quarantining and whatnot, but I still feel this guilt. Like, what if they have it, though? What's funny is Alex was talking about how seriously he takes it. I happen to know Philip's paranoid about it, like almost like my parents. So I know I shouldn't feel that guilty, but I, yet I do. I feel very, very guilty. Like, what if I just got it? Because there weren't pe- plexiglass up, because we didn't wear masks while we were recording. So I'm feeling that guilt right now. And then I came home and talked to Lori, I talked to Mike Lawson, and uh, now here we are doing this show. It's been my day. It's been a very strange day. But uh, but yeah, I had a, going back to the, I had a little bit of a depression today. It, I think once I took a nap, I woke up, I was out of it. But be, between recording the show and um, taking that nap, I was in a little bit of a funk because I think it was right before I took the nap that uh, the, the listener Kieran wrote, I, I miss Taylor. And then quit Patreon. And that really just got under my skin. <sighs> to the point where when I was going to sleep mall, I should just quit podcasting. And it's, a, it's not something that, like, I don't feel that same way now. But there's a part of me that's like, I need a, uh, I need a, a creative break. Because, like, this shit affects me too much. You guys know it affects me too much. I get affected too much by what people like because there's another guy named Brady who Taylor always talks about. He's a fan of Pot of my co-pilot. Literally the day that we released um the last drag race recap with Taylor on it, he quit. The day the day he quit. And that pissed me off too. And I get mad at the people like, why'd they quit? I'm so mad. Even though like 90% of you have not quit and 90% of you are awesome and amazing. I just, you know what it is? And I've said this before to people is like, if there's something wrong, we can work on it. We can change it. Email me. Tell me what it is. You know, like if this guy heard one bad episode between me and Lori, well, he probably was never going to stick around anyway. You know, and I'm going to recut that episode, but I feel guilty. I feel I should have edited that episode before I released it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I feel I should have edited that episode before I released it. (sighs) Anyway, uh, the other going back to when we last recorded, uh, not much has happened because uh, my back, but a couple of things. 
my friend John, who is an ER doctor in New York, messaged me or called me actually on Friday to tell me that his brother and sister had pushed him for to write an op-ed piece for uh, the New York Times. Or not for the New York Times, just, just for anybody. I don't know why I said New York Times. He's an ER doctor in New York. And he wanted me to look it over and give my thoughts on this op-ed piece. I don't know if I've talked about this in the show. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. John's a decent-looking guy. I actually, look, this is what I'll say. I personally think he's like the most beautiful human being I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay? I've shown friends when I say this, and they go, I want to see him. And they go, he's the definition of average. I don't know why I think he's so fucking attractive. Okay? But um, he uh, he... He broke up with a girl. His girlfriend actually broke up with him at the beginning of coronavirus because he was so busy being an ER doctor treating the citizens of New York for coronavirus that he wasn't spending enough time with her. So she broke up with him, which is like, what a fucking bitch move, right? But it's so funny because he is totally 100% broken up about it. And I'm like, you're a fucking good looking doctor in New York. You could probably have any girl you want. He even told me the other day, he goes like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've I've banged like three girls in the past few weeks. He goes, that's sex. It's just something about this girl that it's just. Anyway, I read this op-ed piece. It's a, he told me it was about his experience with the coronavirus in New York City during the pandemic. The whole op-ed piece was about the girlfriend and the breakup. So when I talked to him next, I'm like, listen, this isn't an op-ed. This is about your girlfriend. You need to write it about the coronavirus and about your experience. So that was that story that was pretty funny. I don't know if it'll make it on any show, but uh, I was thought that was interesting. You know, another little piece of tea here is, and this is be, this is just between us girls, okay? Just be, keep it between us. Is you know, I, I mentioned this on the tea. It, it, you should go see the tea for the full story. But you know, after the first episode of Fat Camp, which if as you, oh, this Joe Batanz people wouldn't have gotten it, but if you're exclusive tier. You get one episode a month, Fat Camp, and Fat Camp, you obviously get every episode. But on that episode of Fat Camp that we released for everybody on Monday, um, I told a story. You know, t- Lori said an offensive joke to Taylor, and Taylor was offended. I don't even want to get into the joke. But she said a joke, and Taylor recently lost someone, uh, a friend, a dear friend of his died recently. And Lori didn't make the joke specifically about the dead friend, but it was in the context of the dead friend, and Taylor was really offended, okay? So Taylor calls me afterward, and he says, if Lori ever makes a joke again about the death of this person, I will quit the show. And I tried to explain to Taylor about Lori, you know, and that when you're a comedian and you see an opening for a joke... You're going to take it. It was nothing personal against his friend. Had She never even met the friend. Didn't even know the friend had died. Didn't know anything. It was she saw a slow pitch for a joke and she took it. And I could see how it would, if it were I in the same position, if I were in the same position, I think I would cringe a little bit because of how close to home it hit. But I don't know if I'd be that upset with Lori and threaten to quit the show. But it, when I was telling another friend about this, this friend pointed out rightly the Taylor threatens to quit the show a lot. Uh, once Evan got drunk on the air while we were doing a show, and afterwards Taylor called me and threatened to quit the show. Once I got really angry with a Pride 48 person, and Taylor threatened to quit the show. 
What's funny about that one is I was proven to be right years later when this guy was stealing money from Pride 48, but that's a story I can't get into. But you heard it right here in this Joe Batanz. We've we've made oblique references to it. But anyway, um, I'm going to have a serious talk with Taylor. We have a regular phone call on Tuesday where we just catch up. And I'm going to have a serious talk with him that, like, please stop threatening to quit the show. And if you don't want to do the show anymore, then genuinely quit. But don't I don't like these threats of quitting if if demands aren't met. Uh, like I have no control over Lori. If you should be an adult and contact Lori and tell her that really offended me. I, I, we talked and so on the T we address it with Lori. That's an ex- everything was here with exclusives here. But that's going to be a talk I have with Taylor on Tuesday. I guess you'll have to wait for your Wednesday episode about because Tuesday's the last day of the week we do this. Yeah, and then you get it on Wednesday. And you'll hear what happened on that phone call then. But just to give you a teaser of what I'm going to talk to him about on Tuesday. Anyway, guys, uh, I'm sorry today's episode wasn't too great. But I hope this episode of This Joe Batanz makes up for it. Because it's This Joe Batanz right here on Afterthought Media. <laughs> <laughs>